0: Hello and welcome to Beyond the Chamber, where we go beyond the chamber to the heart of the businesses and organizations in the Elizabethtown area. My name is Denise Grove. I'm the Executive Director of the Chamber of Commerce here in Elizabethtown. Excited to be back with you and excited to have Senator Ryan Altman on the podcast today. Hi, how are you? It's good to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's exciting. So I have to ask you a question. Who is your personal hero and what's the best piece of advice they gave you? Wow. So that's
1: a great question. I have a lot of heroes. I have been very fortunate throughout my life to have have had mentors at each stage of, mm-hmm. of my life. I mean, certainly my, my father who passed away in, in 2019, 2018, excuse me, uh, played a huge role in my life and admired my dad uh, tremendously. And so uh, Dad's advice was to was to work hard. You mm-hmm. earn everything you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was a was a farmer. Uh, didn't really want to be a dairy farmer, but that's what was the expectation. And uh, wanted to be a truck driver. And eventually, when I was ten years of age, we moved off the farm. He. Uh, Got his truck driving license, his CDL, and by the time he passed away, he had a small trucking company, had 10 trucks, nine drivers, and uh, dad worked hard, he demonstrated that for me, uh, loved my mom, loved us, demonstrated that for uh, how to be a good father, how to be a good husband for me, and so so a lot of wonderful mentors in my life, but none more so yeah. than my dad.
0: Oh, that's awesome, that's awesome. I, you know, same, I have so many people that have influenced my life greatly. I'd have to say one of my personal heroes, though, was my grandmother, <laughs> (laughs) Uh, She was born in 1918. Wow. Uh, She was one of seven. She was actually a twin. Her twin brother died of the Spanish flu when they were nine months old, but she survived it. And it was just, she was just a spunky, tenacious woman. (laughs) She lived to be 101. And she was continually giving me advice. um, So many different things. Now, her language was a little colorful, so I can't share everything (laughs) she would always say. Uh, But one thing she'd always say to me is, is don't try to start at the top and fall down. Work your way up, but Mm -hmm. don't give up. And, you know, that has always stuck with me. And and that was just how she lived her life. She, She continually cared for others loved others and kept going she just had that tenacity about her and i just have always looked up to her she was one of my very best friends and yeah. i her birthday would be her hundred and oh goodness do the math for me fifth birthday coming up here and i i just i, I wish she were still here with yeah, me but i
1: love it i thank- have a dear relationship with my grandmother as well in fact my daughter june is named after my grandmother june that's beautiful Uh, uh, beautiful uh, i have a
0: daughter named after my grandmother and i'm just thankful to have had her she was 101 and thankful to have her in my life for so long but people do influence you and they influence you in so many ways and and where you go with your life and so tell me a little bit about yourself
1: Yeah, I grew up in southern Lancaster County, as I mentioned, on on a dairy farm. I was 10, 11 years of age. We moved off the farm. So I grew up uh, south of Quarryville, Drewmore Township. Okay. Uh, Spent most of my teenage years in Quarryville. My dad was a truck driver. My mom worked at the Quarryville Presbyterian Retirement Community in Quarryville. She retired there after 40 years uh, just a few years ago. Um, I, I don't know then that I certainly imagined myself doing this, uh, serving in the in the legislature mm-hmm. at this stage of my career. I wanted to be an army officer. When I graduated from Solanco in 1995, I went off to the Citadel Military College in South Carolina, where I graduated in 1999, served four years on active duty as an army officer, uh, went to Iraq in 2003. In fact, today is the 20th anniversary of this, the launch of Operation mm-hmm. Iraqi Freedom, which wow. certainly, uh, played a, a pretty significant role in, in my life. Mm-hmm. Came home from Iraq, and public service had naturally sort of had a pull for me. I, I came home very well aware that I was fortunate to be alive, mm-hmm. uh, and that I had a responsibility to do something with my life to serve others with whatever time I had left. And uh, so that led to serving Quarryville Borough Council. I then met my wife Kate, who was teaching at the Milton Hershey School in okay. Hershey, and that's what led us to move to West Hempfield, where I now mm-hmm. reside with my uh, my family, just outside of Mountville. Uh, Kate, who teaches uh, here in Elizabethtown at Mount Calvary Christian School, oh, uh, where our children attend. Jack, who is in the sixth grade, he's twelve, and our daughter June, who's in the third grade, she is nine, and uh, so. Moved, went from Quarryville Borough Council to, I was working in the manufacturing industry at the time, but then was elected Lancaster County's Clerk of Courts mm-hmm. in 2007. And the legislature for the first time as a state House member 2010 and the state Senate in 2014, where I've been privileged to serve for the last eight years.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, first off, thank you for your service to our country it's a privilege. Hey, we, yes, we just appreciate that. And uh, we had Mount Calvary on our podcast. Oh, we excellent. had Jared Great. on here a yeah. couple of weeks yeah. ago. So that's pretty cool. We, and our
1: family's been blessed. It's a wonderful school. Uh, so we spent a lot of time here in Elizabethtown, the Elizabethtown area. And it's, it's a wonderful school. Our kids have... Love being there. And my wife, who, as I mentioned, taught at Milton Hershey School for eight years, has been there at Mount Calvary. I think this is our fourth year there. Just loves teaching uh, American history, social studies there at Mount Calvary.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So you're a senator for the 36th district, which includes Elizabethtown Borough, West Mm -hmm. Donegal Township, Mount Joy Township, Conoy Township, the Elizabethtown area, which is what I am the director of the chamber for. Um, And we have a lot of wonderful small businesses, big businesses, a lot going on here in our area in just... It's a growing area. It's a great area. So tell me a little bit about your support of small businesses and and your heart for that.
1: Well, certainly the backbone of any community is our small business community. And so I have, uh, over the last 12 years that I've been in the General Assembly between the House and Senate and the last eight years in the Senate, um, economic opportunity and ensuring that our small boroughs, towns thrive, and our small business community thrives has been really central to uh, my agenda. Um, I'm very interested in partnering with our small business community to Try to cut through some of the bureaucratic uh, red tape to ensure that businesses uh, can get started, can get the capital they need to to, uh, to launch, uh, that we work through uh, permitting and regulatory issues, licensing issues that often arise. And so I, I love working with our small businesses to ensure that they can uh, get off the ground, that they can thrive. Obviously, COVID was a real challenge Mm -hmm. for small Mm -hmm. businesses, and so we were working very hard throughout the pandemic to keep our small businesses open, to ensure that they were able to Mm -hmm. operate, to ensure that some of the policymakers in Harrisburg understood how the supply chain worked and and how our economy is so interconnected, and to try to ensure that supply chain stayed stayed open and our businesses uh, stayed open. Um, uh, but, uh, I, I love, it's a wonderful community here in Elizabethtown. We have a lot of wonderful boroughs, small towns all across mm-hmm. Lancaster County, all across 36th district. And so I, I certainly look forward to partnering with our small business community in, in the years to come. Certainly the challenge I hear most about now is, is workforce, mm-hmm. our small business, being able to find the yes. employees that they need. And so that's certainly been something that I've really been engaged with as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it has definitely been a challenge, for sure. And um, but I appreciate what you had to say about you know your heart for them and making sure their doors stay open because they are the heart of. Of this community. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the CNI tax. Yes. What is the CNI tax?
1: So, the CNI tax is a tax on corporations, the corporate net income tax. And Pennsylvania, infamously, uh, for many, many years ha- now, has had the second highest corporate net income tax in the country. And this has served as a real barrier to new businesses and industry coming here to Pennsylvania. And this Absolutely has an impact on small businesses. Mm -hmm. While most don't pay the corporate net income tax, um, large business and industry seeking to be here in the Commonwealth is critical to our small businesses because so many of our small businesses rely on those large employers, Mm -hmm. whether it's the restaurant and lodging industry, whether it's a hotel industry. Are small inns, um, smaller eateries, or whether they serve as a supply chain to serve uh, the needs of larger corporations. So, the CNI tax rate. Um, as I consistently heard from businesses, was the barrier to economic growth and expansion here in Pennsylvania. So we worked very hard. Last session, last year, I had introduced legislation to reduce the corporate net income tax from 9.99. I had introduced legislation to phase down that reduction over five years Mm -hmm. to 4.99. We ultimately passed legislation that would phase the reduction over a 10-year period. Uh, historic step forward. I'd like us to see us accelerate it, get that rate down much faster. Uh, but again, I think to attracting talent, to attracting new business and industry, and ensuring that our small businesses thrive, that corporate net income tax is, is critical to to those efforts
0: as well. So how did it get to that rate in the first place?
1: So Pennsylvania has had the 9.99 rate, I think, for uh, over 20, 25 years, and it has just, quite frankly, it's just been, I think, far, it's been far too easy for previous governors and general assemblies to go after the business community when we're short revenue Mm -hmm. uh, as we seek to. Increase spending, as some administrations have sought to increase spending beyond the rate of inflation, and as our economy has not grown as rapidly as we'd like, as our as our demographics shift in a way that um, we see we see th- that our population is aging, and we're not keeping young talent, or we're not attracting new young talent here. Um, as as our economy has struggled in years past. Far too often, the answer for politicians in Harrisburg has been to raise taxes, Mm -hmm. to cover those shortfalls, and specifically to go after businesses to raise taxes. Uh, And so the result of that was this 9.99 rate that was the second highest in the country and out of line with what many of our neighboring states are doing as well. Uh, No question, it's been the barrier to economic uh, growth. There are certainly other issues we have to tackle, but that was a huge historic step forward.
0: So have businesses told you that PA's high CNI tax rate is the barrier for them?
1: Yes. So I, I began to take a look at uh, my proposal to reduce the corporate net income tax two years ago as I was traveling, uh, not just throughout Lancaster County and talking to business leaders, but as I was traveling the state, I have for, I'm honored to, and fortunate to have the opportunity to serve as the Senate Uh, majority whip to serve as part of our leadership team uh, in Harrisburg in the Senate Republican Caucus. And so that leads me to traveling around the state. As I talk to the Lancaster County Chamber, our local chambers, uh, the Pittsburgh Chamber, Philadelphia Chamber, the statewide, the CNI rate, the 9.99 rate was the number one issue that I heard over the last two years. The corporate net income tax, the uh, permitting and regulatory uh, environment in the state, And certainly now workforce were the issues in that Mm -hmm. order that I was hearing about. Uh, We had just lost, Pennsylvania had just lost about a year and a half ago, uh, a $20 billion plus investment by Intel Corporation that instead went to Ohio. Pennsylvania was never in the mix, was never in the conversation because of the 9.99 CNI rate it serves almost as a sticker shock to new business and industry who would otherwise like to come here we mm-hmm. have outstanding institutions of higher education uh, outstanding research and development uh, institutions uh, we're we're well placed geographically there are a lot of reasons for business and industry to want to come here not to mention our diverse energy energy portfolio mm-hmm that corporate net income tax rate was the barrier. Uh, And so I'm very hopeful now that we've signaled to the business community that we're open for business, we're serious about economic competitiveness, uh, that we'll see new investment here in Pennsylvania, which will have a positive benefit to our small business community.
0: So tell me uh, a little bit about the changes that have recently taken effect in regards to the CNI tax rate and has it been helpful to business yet? So it's just a
1: start. I think the, the, the major win at the outset is just signaling to the business community that we're finally serious mm-hmm. about economic competitiveness in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, and we're signaling that we, are, we have in statute, in law now, a, a plan to phase down the corporate net income tax. So the plan that was adopted last year is a little different than how I proposed it, as that often happens mm-hmm. as bills change through the legislative process. Uh, reduces the rate from 9.99 to 4.99, but does it over? It's a gradual reduction over a uh, a 10-year period. I'd like us to see I'd like to see us accelerate that. I think we ought to be able to do it in 3 to 5 years. And Governor Shapiro has said that he thinks that we should accelerate it. So I don't want to dismiss the step that was taken. It was significant and again, the benefit is signaling that we're open for business and we're serious about economic competitiveness in Pennsylvania. But we have to recognize that other states have taken steps to do more, even more to get further ahead, which is why I think we need to accelerate
0: it. So did these changes receive bipartisan support?
1: Ultimately, they did. When I initially introduced the legislation, it was a, by and large, was a partisan exercise. The co-sponsors were Republican. Uh, the initial vote on the legislation out of the uh, House Finance, or excuse me, the Senate Finance Committee, and then ultimately on the floor of the Senate, uh, was, by and large, partisan. However, uh, the governor, then Governor Wolf, was engaged on the issue, uh continued to negotiate with us, and ultimately, we, it, was a, it was an ask. This corporate net income tax reduction was an ask of ours at last year's budget table. So we were able to negotiate the language as part of last year's budget agreement with the governor. The governor then came out in support, and at that point, members of his party began to vote for the legislation. So it started as very partisan. Ultimately, it passed with overwhelming bipartisan support and was signed to law by, by Governor Wolf.
0: So what's different about your current CNI tax reduction acceleration proposal that you sponsored along with Senator Greg Rothman?
1: Yeah, so it, it takes it, it ensures that we stay on track with the reduction that was adopted last year. And again, while I'm advocating for accelerating the reduction, I don't want to miss the historic step mm-hmm. that was taken. Uh, again, signaling to the business community that we're serious about economic competitiveness. And two, actually writing the phase- in reduction into law. It's in statute that we have mm-hmm. this 10-year plan. That's a significant step, and it makes it very difficult for any future General Assembly to undo the the uh, planned reduction that we have in place. The proposal that uh, that Senator Rothman and I have essentially takes that same... 10-year plan but condenses it into a five-year phase down so it accelerates much faster and again i think this is critical because of the steps other states are taking uh, to reduce their tax rates uh, whether it's personal income tax that certainly impacts our small businesses many small businesses pay or further accelerating their corporate net or their business tax structure uh, north carolina for example has been very uh, uh, aggressive on this front. Ohio's been very aggressive in attracting new business and industry. And so uh, we take the 10-year plan and we condense it into a five-year phase down to the same rate.
0: So is accelerating the CNI tax rate reduction a priority of the Republican leadership in the General Assembly?
1: I think it is. And and the good news also is that this was something that uh, then-candidate, now Governor Shapiro, talked about on the campaign trail last year. And so uh, he talked about positioning Pennsylvania to be more competitive economically. He talked about reducing the and accelerating the corporate net income tax reduction. Uh, so I think we have an obligation to hold him to his words, uh, that uh, the commitments that he made as a candidate. Last year on the campaign trail. So our leadership in the Senate has been very supportive. Many of my colleagues in the House have been very supportive, recognize the importance of reducing the corporate net income tax. And the governor has signaled, at least on the campaign trail, that he was open uh, to this suggestion. So I think we have an obligation to put a proposal uh, on his desk, most likely, again, to come as part of budget negotiations uh, as part of the state budget this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I know we touched on this in the beginning, but, you know, just circling back to the impact it has not only on small businesses, but at the community as a whole, it will increase the population, elevate home values, uh, raise wages and state revenue impacts. Talk a little bit more about that.
1: It was very important last year as we were uh, proposing the corporate net income tax that we make the case to my colleagues in the General Assembly and the public that this is a pro-growth measure because the concern was For many that if we reduce the corporate net income tax rate, that there would be a loss of revenue to the Commonwealth, and that that would apply pressure on our budget and would apply pressure to some of the investment priorities that we have in our budget. The case that we had to make, and I think we successfully made based on the experience of other states is that reducing tax rates, specifically the corporate net income tax, is a pro-growth measure, that it will increase economic activity. And as a result of that increased economic activity and attracting new talent, new business industry to the state, that it will actually increase revenue to the Commonwealth, that it will not result in a loss, uh, certainly by year two or year three of implementation. That's been the experience of other states. So uh, reducing rates, particularly from the point that it was second highest in the country at 9.99 and signaling to the business community around the country that we're serious in pennsylvania about economic opportunity and economic growth attracting new businesses new industry new talent here uh will have tremendous economic benefits uh and most certainly to our small business community we'll see uh direct benefit uh, from from this reduction in my view
0: So is there anything else in regards to the CNI tax that you'd want our listeners to know that maybe I've missed?
1: No, I think that was a a fantastic overview of it. Again, just emphasizing that I think it was a historic step. Uh, I'd like us to see us accelerate it. But Pennsylvania uh, finally... Uh, is beginning to signal that we're serious about economic uh, opportunity and economic competitiveness. We have much more to do, Uh, certainly challenges around workforce, ensuring that we are awarding degrees that are actually in demand in Pennsylvania today in the future. Uh, and that we're appropriately funding our institutions of higher education to incentivize and, and encourage that. Uh, that we're encouraging more students to uh, pursue apprenticeships or go to trade and technical schools, uh, to enter the workforce, to earn a certificate. Uh, so we have more to do certainly in the workforce front. We have more to do on the tax structure mm-hmm. as as well to make sure overall the Our tax climate is competitive, permitting and regulatory reform. Uh, So there's much more work to do, uh, but this was a significant step forward.
0: Now, if there are listeners who want to connect with you, I did see that you have uh, telephone town halls that you do. How often do you do those?
1: So we typically do, I used to do them once a quarter, mm-hmm. uh, but we do them twice a year now okay. uh, because we want to manage the costs of that. Mm-hmm. There's a cost associated with it doing the utilizing the technology mm-hmm. and I want to be responsible with that. Uh, but we will be uh, hosting some Coffee and Conversation live in-person okay. town hall events, outreach events. Uh, the best way for folks to, to stay in touch with us is through my website at senatoromemitcom senator you can sign up to receive a weekly bi-weekly e-newsletter okay all my social media contact information were' at Senator Amit on Facebook Twitter and Instagram I invite folks to join the conversation yeah. there but on the website as well as the social media folks uh, can certainly uh, find out how they can how they can contact me to schedule a meeting I'd love to visit businesses Mm -hmm. so i'm more than happy to come into a community and and spend some time with a small business owner um But uh, folks can also find out where there may be an event that we're hosting in a community uh, near them. So SenatorAmmick.com or on social media, we'd love to connect.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today?
1: No, it's wonderful to be with you. I appreciate the, uh, the invitation. I've enjoyed the conversation and excited about all the great things that are happening in Elizabethtown.
0: Yeah, well, we appreciate you being here. Well, this has been another episode of Beyond the Chamber, where we go beyond the chamber to the heart of the businesses and organizations in the Elizabethtown area. This podcast would not be possible without Daniel right here at Electronics Connect on High Street. Please make sure you see him for all sales, services, repairs of your electronics. And remember, support all things local.